How's it going, folks? It's your friend, Luke, the Sparkle Vest. Nice teeth with another incredible episode of your favorite podcast, One to Review. I'm here with my buddies, Alex and Brandon. Say hello, Alex. Pew, 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 that's me. And Brandon, salutations. Hi, my name is Brandon. One to Review is a little podcast where we rate and review movies in the simplest way possible. We give them one singular point if we did not like them. We give them two points if we did. We rate until we get to 20 points, then we call it a day. Kick the intro! Boom, boom, boom. One, two, Ladies and gentlemen, you are here on a very special night. We have been talking about it for weeks and months. It is... The first annual Mr. One Two Review. You guys, I am so I am so blessed and honored to share this stage with both of you. My best wishes and best of luck to each of you. I know you're gonna need a lot of it. Wow, those are big words coming from you, Luke. I know this means a lot to you. This is a momentous evening, um, such a joyous occasion, and I am honored to be here as well. I think tonight's competition, while it may be stiff, I think we're also going to learn the flexibility of our friendship as we progress in tonight's competition. Ladies and gentlemen, after hundreds and thousands of emails requesting a competition to see who is in the world the Mr. One Two Review, We've decided to create the competition that you see before you now. A series of challenges and events that will test our metal, our might, our film intelligence, as well as our bravery. I, as well, am excited to be here, guys. I'm honored to be competing next to two of you, two of the greatest film reviewers I've ever known in my life. Even though the competition weighs heavy on all of our minds, we are here, in fact, to review movies for you, because that's what the podcast is about, first and foremost. Folks, we saw A Beautiful Day in Hell 2019 flick directed by Paul S. Castro starring Ray Romano and Most Deaf. Guys, what did you think about A Beautiful Day in Hell? Um, you know, you guys both know I don't like doing this, but I got to come right off the bat and say I love this movie. It's something that I think is um, a lot of fun. You know, we've explored hell a little bit, I think, in some of the Trey Parker, Matt Stone movies, um, but not to this degree and not to this quality. Um, So Another Beautiful Day in Hell is obviously set in hell, and it's one of these interweaving movies where there's a a bunch of different stories that sort of intersect at different points. Um, I guess uh, Pulp Fiction, I guess Crash sort of did this. Magnolia, Time Cop. Magnolia, Time Cop, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this movie does it, but it's it's not a real serious movie. It's, I would say overall tone is that of a comedy and there's a lot of great characters that really get to shine in this star-studded cast yeah this flick is a big deal and you know paul castro has been delivering great movies he did the whole entire baloney franchise which was you know six highly successful films and this is kind of him in a 
Theo, in a way, returning back to the comedy roots that he started with, which was nice. And again, Ray Romano is amazing. I love how he's aging, playing, he plays the station boss. Most Def is kind of the DJ, and he's spinning tracks all day. He plays Zell Zatan. And he, he's, you know, we keep cutting to him, and he's, he's, the whole day is kind of, uh, it might snow in hell. That's kind of a big premise that the, the end of the day, he's predicting snow, or they're talking about snow, and how it's kind of affecting all these people in different ways. Of course, snow would be something in hell, but some of the other stories are almost, you know, really a day in the life, just a vignette of two characters in hell and how they interact with hell on a daily basis. You know, you have the guy who's, it's just a birthday party. What is a birthday party in hell? We find out. It's actually not that bad. The birthday party is outstanding. Actually, it's Judy Dench, Barbara Streisand, and Helen Mirren. This powerhouse trio of older ladies, I don't know, is co- calling these ladies cougars. Is that still okay? Whew, it's fine with me. They're, they're babes. Even though they're in such heavy prosthetics, they look, you know, they're horrible looking demons. And, you know, they're talking about aging out as being demons and kind of aging out of the demon game. And it's something I think these ladies can understand as aging actresses. So there's it's a conversation I got. that feels honest and timely. And it just happens to be in hell. There's quite a bit of, I think, improv in this film. You know, uh, Castro is a huge improv dude. And so, and a lot of these people are great at it. And so my understanding at least is at least, you know, 25% of this is improvised. Yeah. It makes you feel, it makes you feel like maybe if you screw up in this life, going to hell might not even be that bad. Um, I know for Christopher Walken's character, it is that bad. He actually plays death and just... Um, an absolutely stunning performance from Walken playing this depressed death who mm-hmm. can't even roll out of bed and all of his minions, all of his helpers are trying their best to cheer him up, you know, in, in hellish ways, you know, sacrificing virgins in front of him and I love and it. uh and pouring the blood of uh, the innocent from Earth down, you know, in in funny ways for him. I love his intro when you meet him in the preschool. He is so scary in that scene. It starts like it's it's absolutely frightening, and then you know, then it flips when you see him crying. Um, Unable the, to do what he has to do. Uh, Kyle Mooney, Thomas Middleditch playing two demons that are you know fresh at torturing souls. They end up losing a guy who escapes, or uh, sorry, I guess spoiler alert, attempts to escape. He may or may not escape. You'll have to see the flick to find out. Yeah, that's a hilarious scene. They get their toes stuck in a Chinese finger trap. That's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> but it, I don't know. It all works in a really delightful way for me. Yeah, and the hits just keep coming. The Rock is a lord of the land. He's sort of like this Satan usurper. Oh, Lord of Lard, exactly. The um, the glutton's demise for for hell. And he's like this horrible personal trainer that um, overstuffs his victims and makes them work out. And it's just fucking hilarious to see how how much how big of a bite he takes out of this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, this movie is uh, it's nonstop. And you know what? There's really never a dull moment because you don't have to ride along this storyline. You don't have to really pay attention because it's perfectly narrated by most deaf, and mm-hmm. it's got this. Um, I want yeah, to talk th- about the soundtrack, Lou Bega. Yeah, do you remember? Do you remember um, Queen of the Damned? 
soundtrack. Do you remember a uh, Blade soundtrack? Um, these these uh, these soundtracks sort of had a darker tone, but this one has that darker tone, but it's got um, sort of a, of a fresher music, like a like a fresh, yeah, exactly, like a this vaporwave hip hop. Um, it is Lou Bega, though. That's the funny part. It's Lou Bega. Yeah, they got Lou oh. Bega to score it because they thought he would probably just do Mambo Number no. Five, but he did this like vaporware thing. It's it's weird. It does it's, make it's a actually lot of better sense. than I than it should be. Yeah, the leading track on the CD is Mambo, Mambo Number no. Six Six Six, so that does make a lot of sense. Um, guys, I, I don't know. I had a blast. There's there's way too much um, going on with this movie to really let our users know how um, how much fun it is. And um, you know, I, I want to get the meat in the seats on this one, so I'm ready to rate. If you guys are for me, this is absolutely a two point movie. I like these type of movies that are like a novel. You know, it's not all presented at once. You kind of have to do some brain work to piece it together yourself. Is this uh, Memento? Is this Pulp Fiction? I don't think so. But it is definitely a beautiful day in hell. So two points for me. Two points. I loved it. You guys already know I'm giving this movie two points. And you might think that we spoiled a lot. We didn't spoil shit. There is a lot of depth this movie. I'd say it's got great replay value. Buy extra tickets to go back. Maybe do the sneak back in when you go to the theater. You know, double dip. On another day in hell. Two points. All That's right. Six points. Six points. Six points. You guys, I wouldn't be lying if, if I didn't say that I'm nervous right now. Let's explain how this is going to work. Alex, you guys have the bag at your location in Los Angeles. Is that correct? Exactly. So we have multiple competitions in this bag here. And for each point, we're going to pull out a slip of paper, read the competition, do the competition, pull out another one until we get to 20 points. And then we will be crowning, unfortunately, a winner and two losers. Well, maybe just three winners. We'll see. But here we go. I got the bag. And Luke, do you want to reach in there and pull out... The first challenge. Here we go. Shake it up. Shake it up. Okay, wait, but this challenge is for me or this challenge? This is a challenge for all of us. Okay, hold on. Okay, the first challenge is kissing. What? The first challenge is kissing. Okay, I didn't think this would come up so soon, but. Um. Okay, so I guess uh, me and Alex are gonna kiss. Mm-hmm. So here we each go. Each other. Uh huh. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, and then I'm gonna Skype kiss Brandon here on the screen. Ready, Brandon? Here we go. I have an unfair advantage, but okay. Here we go. Mm-hmm. And now okay, you let, two let me kiss. kiss Brandon. Yeah. On Skype. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, come on, Brandon. I'm, I'm gonna say Luke because, like you, it was the lips were warm. It was live. Oh, you didn't kiss your screen because that actually is pretty warm too. I kissed kiss your, your sc- I kissed the screen. My screen's a little warm, but his were soft yeah, and fresh. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, your lips felt like a little flat and a little plastic-y, plasticky, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, you had that feeling too. Yeah. yeah. Well, so Brandon, fine, fine. Who do you so think? I'm sorry, Brandon, but well. I like kissing Luke better. He's just handsome, more handsome. There we go. That is one point for Luke. And the next competition, here we go. 
is swimsuit. Okay. Okay. So right. we each um, need to. I everyone just take off your bathrobes and let's see what we got going on here. We were all instructed to put on our ba- oh, most recent bathing wow. suit, right? Oh Brandon God. looks beautiful. Brandon, Those tattoos. Jesus. The tattoos little, on Brandon. Is that skinny, a Sicilian but... tattoo? And you and wow, Brandon, those buns. Very... Don't right. quit. When did you work out your ass like that? All right, that's a point for Brandon for sure from me. He's making it pop. For those of you who can't see, which is none of you, Brandon is popping and he's doing this little butterfly ass little butterfly cheek jump butt thing. slap. Uh-huh. He's making his ass little ass cheeks slap. I don't, He's know doing if that's I don't care no. if that's okay. cheating. Okay, yeah, that was that's a little good. routine I've been working on. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was great. I'm All putting right. my robe back on because this thong is. Forget it. All right. So there we go. Luke's thong is a bold choice. All right, let's pull out another one here. This one, Brandon. We're going to show it up here to the camera. All right, there you go. This is for me? Uh huh. Okay, what did I get? Read it. I'm, I can't see it. I'm only up for you. This is just uh, social studies slash geography. So, okay. First question. The first question. I'm going to open it up and just shout out if you know the answer. First person to answer gets it. What is the? What are the famous waterways in Finland and Sweden called? Uh, the fjords. I think Alex. I think um, I don't know who got it. I'll take that one. And then you didn't I even... I heard my verse, voice first. Yeah. Is that correct, though? I'm not even sure that's correct. Yes, the answer is fjords. Ah. Uh, and then you didn't even answer, Luke. It's a shame. I feel like you had the answer in front of you. Yeah. You could have chimed in right away. I was going to say the ocean. Be, I mean... Mr. One Two Review is cunning and uses yeah. his available resources to gain right, the was, advantage. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say the ocean. Yeah. I mean, that would have counted kind of, but all right. So one, one to one. All right, let's see. Uh, let me pull out another competition here. Here we go. This is origin words. Uh, origin words for 20, please, is the category. And so the way this works is we have a word here. I'm going to reveal. I don't know what it is. None of us know what it is. We're going to reveal the word. And then uh, whoever knows the origin that we'll reveal after uh, is the winner. All right. And the word is soap. And so, Brandon, what is the origin of the word soap? Latin. Luke? It's Latin. And I'm going to say Roman. Roman? All right, and here we go. Here we go. Origin of soap. The exact origins of soap are unknown. The Rome sources claim it dates back to at least 600 BC when Phoenicians prepared it from goat's tallow and wood ash. Soap was also made by the Celts, uh, ancient inhabitants of Britain. Uh, Right, but the word soap. Yeah, exactly. I think we were confused. So... So it's not yeah, the the root of the word I don't have here. It just has that little Wikipedia definition. So who is the closest? So um, it said the Phoenicians. So who is the closest to the Phoenicians of what we said? The Romans? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Romans. All yeah. right. So I guess that's me because I said the Romans. So all right. Well, that's a flub, but uh, I'll take it. This is Mr. One to Review. This is Mr. One to Review, man. 
So I guess we have to be well-rounded in yeah. a lot of different things. So uh, here, we're going to put another one, and Brandon, I'll show this on the screen, and you can read it out. I've already done my two. Wait, no, are I we did two. points or words? I think I've done two. Okay. I think Brandon needs one and Luke needs another one. Okay, pull one up. Here you go. This is yours. Okay, this is the jump high. Ooh. Oh. This one's good. We just jump a vertical jump and see who can jump the highest uh, from a standing position. Mm-hmm. No bending of the legs. No bending of the legs, absolutely. No bending of the legs, guys. Here we go. Ready? One. 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 Two. Two. two three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Luke. Jesus. Is that just the camera angle? You look like you went actually pretty high up there. Yeah. Wow. Well, if you want to slow it down, I actually, yeah, I'm prepared for this one. Whoa. It's all in your ankles. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. What is that? That's a couple feet. Well, it's actually kind of a sad story. When I I had nar- some problems with narcolepsy, mm-hmm. or whatever the opposite of narcolepsy is, s- sleep problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do these ankle kicks where I would kick the the foot of my bed for mm-hmm. I don't know twelve fourteen hours to mm-hmm. try to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I mean obviously I developed a pretty strong calf and ankle muscles through that, but. Shows, man. Okay, I give you that point right. for Luke, sure. Last competition. What do we got for our six points? All right, let's keep it physical, guys. We're gonna go dental health. Ooh, right. Do you guys print out your records? You requested them last week, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. And so the basically the person with the least amount of dental um, work, least amount of dental records. And this is yeah. Well, we I think I thought we were saying wasn't it uh, money? Actual financial, the amount of dental, and then it has all of the money. So whoever's that comes into equation. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Okay, I see that's factored in here. Never mind. Okay, all right. This is, oh, this is our health, our dental health score. I see what they did. Okay. Uh huh. It's uh-huh. a culmination of all that stuff. Okay, great. All right, so here we go. So let's reveal our scores. I got a seventy nine. Oh shit. I got a 54. That's sad. Oh, I got a 12, guys. Oof. And this is Oof. A, this is out of 200. Yeah. Well, the ratio is kind of weird because, like, for a while I didn't have insurance, so I was paying a lot more yeah. for kind of routine work. So yeah, I yeah. think, you know. That factored in there because I have a ton of – look at all these cavities I have here. That whole tooth has been, like, four times I mean, you through. Have, your teeth look fine. We're, all of our teeth – It's mostly this look, one. Look, look at this good. one tooth. Look at this one tooth, though. This is – I put – I just kind of store my gum on there. I don't like to spit uh, out my gum or, like, swallow it a lot of times, so I'll keep it there. Weird mm. color. Gross, right? Yeah. Anywho. All right, guys. Hey, that is six points. Six competitions in the first Mr. One. So, wait. Who won the review. best teeth? Was it Brandon? I had the highest score, so me. Yeah, Alex. So we're at two points for Luke, three points for Alex, and one point for Brandon. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. I don't want to keep score, but yeah. We have to keep score. We have to keep score. So humble over here. All right, guys. More competitions coming, guys. All right. Right after this sponsor. Here we go. 
This episode of One to Review is brought to you by Repack One. One. Ever break the seal on something you wish you hadn't? Have you tried fixing your own laptop and voided the warranty when you cut through that pesky silver sticker? Now you can return anything with a broken seal or tamper-evident packaging with Repack One. Repack One guarantees you will be able to return anything you've tampered with opened or jostled or we'll cover the cost of your return ourselves about three weeks for replacing and untamping repack one is for entertainment purposes only and requires customers sign a non-disclosure agreement and is not responsible for any legal recourse resulting in the non-entertainment use of repack one services send that pack back and get your cash stack jack with repack one okay thanks to our wonderful sponsors another wonderful year 2019 first annual Mr. One Two Review. The competition has begun to heat up. We're going to continue reviewing movies and we'll pull from the bag after we talk about 2019's Yellers. This is a fun sci fi remake of a classic tale we all had to read in middle school slash high school. Were you guys ready for this? What were your thoughts? This was intense. This is a uh, David Garza, who is a huge new director. He's you know, he's a sci-fi guy. He knows his stuff. That's for sure. Uh, and this is a great retelling. Very moving. We've got Carl, Colin Fer- Farrell. Colin Farrell. How do you guys say it? I don't. I try not to. All right, Colin Farrell in there. We got Sandra Bullock. John Malkovich plays uh, a kind of a kooky scientist in there as well. Uh, this thing made me cry. This was a heavy movie. Let's talk about it. It is a remake uh, slash reimagining of Old Yeller, this time in the future, in a society that is, I feel sadly, going to come true. Yeah, definitely. This is a future where dogs have been extinct for a very long time. In fact, all animals are pretty much extinct. Humans have become uh, VR kind of users, and they're very thin and weak. And uh, a scientist, played by Colin Farrell, uh, uh, finds a way to bring dogs back to yeah, life. Yeah, this is the Matrix reality, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're just hooked into machines, and a little, you know, a little uh, nutrient juice flows through our veins, you know, a couple times a day, and that's all we need. But obviously, you know, there's that human contact, that human connection with nature, and especially with dogs that uh is um so important in this in this universe but yeah. here's the thing um dogs actually serve as a giant threat to the infrastructure of this virtual reality that man has created for himself yeah so well well, I think I think a lot of it's more that these these humans have been in such a VR world that they're kind of demanding. You see, like so, Colin gives the kid that young girl played by Valerie Gates. She does an excellent job. He he he's you know he's got the dogs. He's trying to keep them secret. He he lets that one dog. He gives it to the girl, and she mistreats it horribly because she has no idea how to interact with a dog. Like you know, they haven't had animal interactions in so long. I think Luke was saying earlier, like that's kind of the point is is we're so out of touch and 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 he's afraid that this might be a reality that we end up in that we are getting more removed from nature and i think that's what this film might be talking about somewhat yeah and in a lot of ways this echoes the sadness and really kind of the downer ending of the original old yeller um spoiler alert you guys skip ahead now but um 
in Yeller's 2019, the dogs get put down once again. Um, but 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 really, that's not really the sort of conclusion of this movie. That's not really the main point of this movie. Um, there are some really shining moments of human and canine connection that 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 you know that really carry this movie and make it that much more emotionally impactful. I guess that's it, Luke. Yeah, we're talking about all the negatives of it, but the reason why the end is so gut-wrenching in this and why it moved me to tears is, yeah, those moments of, of, of reminding you why we love dogs and why we have them around. This movie hits all of those marks very well. I mean, yeah. For me, the ending was devastating. I actually never read the book, so this kind of blindsided me. Yeah, the government comes in and starts hunting them down. And, you know, Old Yeller's bad. We lose one dog. And this one, you've kind of built bonds with about 10 dogs in the litter, including the mama dog. Um, and and just, just seeing them hunt them down, not only with guns, but with the traps they're using and the gas. And just, oh, just remembering it right now makes me upset and hurts my stomach. Colin Farrell does have some great get back scenes, I think probably mm-hmm. which is accounts for the PG thirteen rating on this movie. Mm-hmm. Um he has some some great kill scenes where he you know, he's got his very special dog that's kind of the last to go, the the most um the biggest fighter of the group, but he trains his dog to actually fire um, laser cannon off of his back. He actually trains his dog to tear out the Achilles heels out of several of these government agents, you know. And even though they're tough guys because they actually have to be physically fit to tend to, you know, the the human computer layout, um, they're still not that tough. So yeah. the, the dog is able to take out, and it's actually some pretty satisfying... Um, battle scenes that we get to see in Yellers, which I know in the original movie didn't really have no. that kind of action. You know, it was I, sort of just like a fiddle playing in the background. You know, I was not expecting a th- the third act. This came out of nowhere, like for sure. Even down in my brain, I can do runtimes of movies, and and when it's closing down and it's the sad ending, and he's holding Yellow, and Yellow is dying, and you think, and and it like fades to black. Like I was certain that was the end, and the fiddle comes in in that moment. And then that third act when he is like rebooting the dog and it kicks into full sci-fi. That's the Garza, the rough, uh, Ralph Garza coming out. Like that's him as a director. And that was what was almost missing in the film. But he hit that emotional tone, which was the most important thing to hit first. And the action was just this amazing gravy on top of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, an amazing blaze of glory sort of final act, like you said where Sandra Bullock gets to be a badass. Yes. Um, where John Malkovich gets to be an absolute madman and oh. show off some of his technology uh-huh. that he's been creating in his laboratory. So, Yes. Um, and a spoiler alert, like when he when Yellow gets to uh, go through, I love when Yellow goes through his stomach, it, when they're in the space capsule, he shoots out and the zero gravity happens and he eats through John Malkovich's stomach. It's gory and well-earned, I felt. I don't think anyone can act a dog flying through their stomach. And <laughs> yeah, stomach right? Like John Malkovich can. That's how you would scream in zero gravity if a dog was eating through your stomach. Yeah. 
just amazing stuff. Because he has a thing the whole movie where he's he's making the dogs like he gets one of the dogs or sorry two of the dogs and he's always making them jump through hoops like pretty literally. He's making them do these experiments. He's like go through the hoop, go through it. And so when the dog goes through him at the jump. end, jump again, jump again. <laughs> yeah, that's my John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty spot on. I got. Give it our rating. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I gotta give Yellers two points. I love this flick. Anything by Ralph Garza, I'm in on. And you know, I hated Colin Farrell in the Total Recall reboot, um, but I really liked him in Yellers. So yeah, kudos. Yeah, Car- Colin Fer- Farrell, um, a lot softer of a performance in Yellers, and I think um, I think maybe a little a little too understated, but. The the re you know like Brandon was blindsided by a lot of um, a lot of the features in this movie. I was blindsided by the concept itself. I thought this was a you know to be honest a terrible idea from the get go. But actually, it was pretty well pieced together and with some top notch actors. This thing actually came out pretty riveting. So I got to give it two points. All right, I definitely hear what you guys are saying. The production value is high. The sci-fi is deep. For me, though, I was just not ready, and I, this movie is just too sad. Um, one point. Mm-hmm. That's a fair assessment. Fair enough. And Luke, you gave it two? Yeah. All right. So we got five points five for yellers. Yeah. All right. Hey, I need to feed cheeks real fast. It's meowing, so can you just wait one sec? Yep. All right, before Brandon gets back, I'm going to pull one out here. And this is um, Animal Husbandry. Well. Oh, boy. Well, the fact that he's feeding the cat right now. Okay, sorry. Uh, hey Brandon, uh, when hey, you were away, I, I pulled out Animal Husbandry, and uh, I think while you were feeding, I think we had to give it to you. Oh, okay, great, cool, easy point. I needed it. Thank you. Yeah, you were husbandering an animal. Yeah, but my dog's asleep. He looks very relaxed. I will keep my point. Thank you. Okay, um, for this next point, you guys, this is going to be kind of hard. It's public speaking. Oof. So, in your own words, and here's the question given to me mm-hmm. on my card, in your own words, tell the world why you deserve to be Mr. 1-2 Review. Cool. And then hang on, we're going to open up the, I have, we have a Skype conference call, and we have 20 strangers in there. This is the a sampling of the public, and uh, you're going to give your uh, reason to these folks here. So here we go, opening it up. Hey folks, here we are. Uh, everyone, get ready. We're gonna we're gonna uh, begin. What was the topic again? Sorry, it's public speaking, man. You just give a little speech to this this group of Skype people. There wasn't a topic that we have to uh, talk about. Yeah. Well, the question that the question is: Tell the world why you deserve to be Mister One Two Review. All right, I'll go first. <clears throat> um, uh, so, uh, 
Uh, uh, um, uh, I can't. And that's your time, Alex. God damn it. Thank you. God damn it. Dude, Ah. I've never seen that side of you. Uh, uh, That was gross. Uh. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Hey, my name is Brandon. I've been doing this for a long time. We've been together, yes, but I put in a lot of work. And for me, work is what determines who becomes Mr. One Tour. I will work hard to be your number one, Mr. One to Review. This time. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Luke. How are you doing today, ma'am? How are you? You seem perfectly capable. Um, I hear a lot about work. I hear a lot about be safe, put on your safety belt. Me, I want you guys to have fun. Let loose, enjoy some candy, and when I'm Mr. One to Review, you're all going to have access to as much fun as you okay, want, time's I up. promise. Oh, how did you get that candy? How is candy in that room now? Nice work. They're all eating candy, man. Damn, you had someone come in there room. and give them candy? Yeah. That was smart. Uh... Okay, so we're going to have them vote uh-huh. on their mobile devices. No voting necessary. I concede my point to you, Luke. And yeah, here it yeah. comes in. There it is. It's for Luke. It's the candy. Smart. Somebody did vote for Alex. It's the lady. It says she was felt singled out and uncomfortable by your comments. <laughs> All right, let me see. I'm pulling one out here. Ah, the snooze off, guys. So we're going to set a little uh, alarm here for one minute, and we're going to see who can fall asleep, if any of us can actually fall asleep. Uh, I'm going to actually lay down, so. Yeah, yeah, that's allowed. So here we go. I'm going to lay down, too. And uh, here we go. Set that timer. Who's timing it? Uh, I got it. Here we go. Setting timer and go. You guys. You guys. Shh. Brandon. Brandon. Alex. You guys, I didn't bring a pillow. You guys. You guys. You guys. You guys. Damn it. They're asleep. Um, here, I'm going to just pour some water on. Sorry, guys, about this. Alex. No! Oh, ha! Sorry, buddy. I had to pour that water. It didn't even affect you, though. Sorry your bed's all wet now. Brandon! Time! Time again! Brandon fell asleep again. Alright, well... (laughs) I guess, uh... Clear winner there, Brandon... Is, wait, is snoozing off and then snoozing back on? 
No, I think we just. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the simplest is. <laughs> hey, hey, I got up. Okay, well, I couldn't sleep at all, guys. I definitely successfully fell asleep, so. Alex? I fell asleep. I know you fell asleep, too. Um, on a ra- on a- okay guys, so on a scale of 1 to 5, how would you rate your sleep? 1 being, um, no sleep at all, and 5 being feeling very rested at, at the moment. Uh, 2. Okay, Brandon? Be honest. 1. I feel so stressed out. Sleep gives me anxiety. Ugh. Okay, so the point goes to Alex Ugh. for not getting anxiety from sleep. Nice work. Alright, and Luke, let's pull from the back for you. All right, guys, this is the personal scent competition. So, uh, once again, we're going to do this like the kissing competition. Alex, here, mm-hmm. just get in there, smell that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's nice. That's lavender. Yeah, it's a little lavender and clove. That's Croatian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. So let me get a whiff, Alex. Mm-hmm. Mm, uh, no. I don't know. You just... Kind of smell like a like a gym guy or yeah, something. Yeah, well, it should be meaty. Is it meaty? Yeah, uh, it's a little a meaty. Meat smell. Mm, okay. And I sent you those cards with my musk. Yeah, here we go. Scratching and sniffing it. Okay. Here we go. Ooh, yes. Oh, Brandon. That's genuine. Brandon, I just put. I smell. You smell like um. Like the counter at Kohl's or something. I was gonna say oats. You smell like a- oats, like a sturdy oats. I eat oat meal like every wood, morning. Wood, kind of a yeah, like a. I like that. And Brandon, you got our smells there. You got those. Yeah, and I'm gonna say, I was excited, so I smelled these earlier. And honestly, Alex, you smell like. It's such a nostalgic smell. It's like a warm white sheet cake. Thank you. Yeah. I was going, yeah, like an oak, or like a yolk, like an egg sheet. It's a kind sweet of, yolk. A meat, like a breakfast. Some little Thank vanilla. You. It's good. Uh, I'm going to give it to Luke because I have never been to Croatia, but I know he's been cultivating his whole room, his look, his mannerisms. He's really cultivating a little bit of a Croatian vibe these days, and it's really working for me. Croatian spices. That's a nice scent array. So... I gotta, I gotta give my point to Brandon. Yeah. Um, he just smells like a hot chick. Yeah. All right. Well, All right, I do have zero. a hot wife. That's a zero sum on that one. No point awarded. We call that the old, the old roundabout. Time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and then the second point. Mm-hmm. Um, is debate. This is gonna be a three-way debate. And um, okay, so Brandon, your co- topic for debate for or against is um, ah, should hammocks be for the young of age? Okay, should the hammocks be for the young of age? Yes, absolutely. I feel hammocks are an essential learning tool in understanding where your center of gravity lies as well as how physics work in general. So for me, a hammock was a a stim toy, and I really learned a lot from hammock swinging in my youth. Well done. All right. 
Okay, Alex, for you, should children be given the Quran? Okay, should children be given the Quran. Uh, can I request another topic? Okay, Alex, um, should children be allowed to work for their family? Okay. Uh, uh, I can't. Okay, that's great. And that's time. And Brandon, can you job, get uh, Luke's topic? Okay, Luke, and your predetermined debate topic is contact sports. Should they be required in school? Um, you know, a lot of people think that contact sports really are detrimental to a child's upbringing. It can cause serious and permanent injury. It can cause problems with confidence. Um, I think that contact sports should be required in school to a certain degree to, um, to weed out, uh, boy, um, to weed out the weak students and let the best athletes rise to the top. We need to know at a young age who are the big dumb jocks and who are the nerds. And I think that requiring contact sports at, a, at, a, at an early age is a great way to um, build up oh, time. our national... Sorry. <laughs> time was a while ago, but I was... I was so just kind of captivated and so uh, I was just I was really caught up in what you were saying and I, I just lost track of time uh, Brandon were you did you how'd you feel about that one that was I think you have a strong talent for debate Luke. really moving um, you shut down all of my points wow like. geez Luke, that was great yes ass absolutely I, I think goes to Luke yeah oh uh, yeah Excellent. that's your point thanks 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 guys yeah no wow. problem man. wow I'm actually kind of surprised Poof. I had note cards prepared, even so. Wow. Yeah. You were winging that. Yeah, I was winging that. To be honest, I, I really didn't even, I really don't even like what I was saying. I think I didn't get that at all. Kids should have an option, but. Whoa. Wow. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Well deserved. Well earned. All right. That is five points for Yellers and five points in the competition. Luke, what does that give us on our overall projected points there? So, uh, Alex and Luke are tied for first place with four points each, and Brandon in second place with three points. Nice. All right, and with that, we are going to kick it to another sponsor. Hey, guys, over here. Brandon from one to review and I'd like to share with you one of my new favorite board games. I've been playing it all the time, and it's probably my favorite game i played all year. This game's called Bucket List. What I like about this game is there's light role-playing elements, there's also trading and bartering, as well as a fun conceit in which you're all elderly people trying to complete randomly generated bucket lists. There's memories for temporary power-ups, you have cash bartering, you get rides to the airport, you can even befriend nurses to help you escape for the day. Some of the things I had to complete on my randomly generated bucket list were being in a play, having lunch, and having sex with two partners at the same time. I can't recommend this game enough, and thank you for sponsoring the podcast. 
check out Bucket List. Thanks, Brandon. I'll be sure to check out Bucket List once I get my copy. Boys, Jack and Jill, 2019, directed by David Dates. Do you guys have any first impressions on Jack and Jill? Here we go again. It's another one. So uh, for everyone that doesn't know, uh, for some reason, this is another one of the Taco Bell movies. Uh, Taco Bell is rebooting and kind of retelling all the classic bedtime poems. Uh, We, you know, last year we got to see Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, uh, Humpty Dumpty. Year before that, we had Frere Jaca and Three Blind Mice. Uh, this one is big, man. This one they had Justin Timberlake, Selena Gomez, and again, like you said, David Dates directing this. They're pumping these movies out like crazy, but they are bringing life to the box office again. You know, the main premise of these movies are, yeah, they are nursery rhymes, but the catch of these movies is short. They're sometimes under 20 minutes, but they just pack so much spectacle, and they're so well done that people go to the theaters to see these. Yes, this part yeah. of the live uh, the the live action Tommy Thumb universe that Taco Bell is creating, you know, first venturing into pictures with their first Adam Sandler film, Big Flick, uh, and now they're, you know, jumping into this whole extended MCU style universe. And it's very exciting to me. Big Flick was cool. I liked the I don't know, I like booger movies, but Jack and Jill is to me this is like one of these emoji movies and thank god it was only 25 minutes Mm -hmm. i don't know how much taco bell baja blast crunch ritos supreme rap doodles whatever you know god bless their food um but i don't think taco bell it really excels at making movies maybe they're fast at making movies yeah um, I feel bad for Selena Gomez. You know, she's an amazing artist. She's an incredibly talented singer, musician. She's a great actress. Um, but she literally carries not only the pail of water, but she carries Justin Timberlake, who seemed to really just be um, call, phoning it in, as they say in this movie. When he gets the brain damage and he has a hard time saying her name though when he's trying to mumble out jill and he i was i don't know this movie got me and that's i like what taco bell's moving because they i like what taco bell is doing they're putting whether these are kind of campy and trash and thrown together quickly there's they still hit the spot in a way and it feels good you know maybe i don't feel good later that you know i might have cried because he was hamming it up and playing a, a mentally you know playing mental damage or whatever but in the moment it did what it needed to do and i was happy that i did it yeah they do pull these huge emotional swings out of the park i mean yeah there is taco bell integration slightly in the movie but it's definitely not distracting and it succeeds in you know a fast food version of a movie you get the emotion you need out of it and this one yeah it was moving. Maybe maybe I'm digging too deep. I did, you know, I'm a soundtrack guy. I did enjoy the hyped up, I, I want to call it taco rock, um, because it felt like it had a Spanish flair to it, but it definitely had a driving rock beat through a lot of these, uh, a lot of the action scenes, especially where Jack goes tumbling down the hill. Um probably my favorite part of the movie i know it's like this supposed to be a shocking and sad scene but um i gotta 
I honestly was kind of like laughing to myself in the theater while Justin Timberlake smashed his head against the rocks as he fell down that grassy hill. Am I a sick guy for that? Maybe. But you know what? You got to pull what you can from these movies, especially these cash grab um, product placement movies, because I mean, I'm I'm going into the theater a, thi- a I'm going into the theater a cynic already. It did make me hungry, though. All right. Well, are you ready to rate this thing? Let's uh, crunch Rito wrap it up, huh? Supreme style. Um, I'm going to give Jack and Jill one point. I am a big fan of the Tommy Thumb live action poem universe. But as far as these movies go, it's only one point. Frere Jaca was was incredible to me the amount of irony that they were able to smash in there not to mention the use of a burrito in a way i have never seen it done coming out of someone in a way that it never will again uh that is a better film and i think most of these ones are better jack and jill subpar when it comes to these taco bell flicks but i like them overall either way one point i'm done you definitely took the words out of my mouth i agree for jaca is the series high point still um, I I agree. This is probably in my lower third of the universe, uh, kind of below Hickory Dickory Dock. But uh, anyways, that's one point for me. Um, Frere Jaca, a surprisingly artful film. Obviously, guys, check it, check that out. Even though it's set in Munich, which, as we all know, Frere Jaca is supposed to be Paris. Um, Jack and Jill 2019 riddled with problems um, a short albeit um, painful movie to watch uh, terrible performance by Justin Timberlake and really the only saving graces are the soundtrack which include a pretty dope dubstep I, th- I thought dubstep was dead but a pretty dope dubstep remix of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and um, Selena Gomez looking gorgeous and really carrying the performance. So, but throughout all that, it still just gets one point from me. And Brandon, you give it one point. All right, there we go. That is three points for 2019's Jack and Jill. Keep your eyes open for the rest of those Taco Bell flicks. I got the, they got a couple more coming out this year. I think Mary had a little lamb is going to drop. Hickory Dickory Dock, Baba Black Sheep, a bunch of those flicks dropping if you at all like these but you know like we said we gave it a three so it's not highly praised here uh with that we're going to be pulling out three more of our mr one two review competition Final round here we go uh and i am pulling one out here and we've got <laughs> penis and testicles uh, no <laughs> we knew it was yeah. coming to this all right guys so this is this is uh, who can draw the most realistic looking penis and testicles. And so right here in the, the box in front of you, we each have a piece of paper and a pencil there. And so uh, we each have here we go. I'm going to set ten seconds on the clock and go. Done. Done. That is time. Great. All right. And let us reveal our sketches here. Ooh. Okay. So this is what mine actually looks That's, like. I use mine as a. It's very scary. It's yeah. kind of average, though. These are very. Wow. Brandon. The Brandon's looks well, very realistic. Mine's not even. Yeah. 
Brandon, is that even a man's penis? No. Brandon's looks like real, the most lifelike, but Luke's is definitely the most artistically, you know, visually pleasing. There's liberties taken there, there's, you know, coloring. I like that a lot, so I, I'm gonna split. And Alex, yours is pretty just kind of simple. It's just shapes, kind of basic mm-hmm. shapes, almost abstract. Mine's suggestive. Suggestive. I was hoping... Yeah, I would say it's almost like a smiley face, but it's, it is a dick and balls, but you could show that to kids. Mm-hmm. I want you to see I like what that. you want in like there. That. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to Alex. I appreciate the family-friendly approach. Um... Okay. Well, I gotta, I gotta give it to uh, to Brandon. Oh wow! Who are you gonna give it to, Alex? I thought, I thought the realism and you drew a strange animal penis. I'm, I'm gonna not give sure. it to Brandon too. It's very realistic. It's a dragon penis. Have you seen those? They're big. They're multicolored. That's what it yeah. is. I knew I'd seen it. Very good. Very good. Alrighty. Well, thanks. All right, I thought I thought the judges uh, told you guys about this weeks ago, but it is time for the fitness poll, aka the stripper poll performance. Mm-hmm. You have thirty seconds to put on your best moves, and uh, we're all just going to go at the same time. I'm pulling up the Skype audience to vote on us again, and count it down. Ready? What's the song? I mean, you'll know it when you hear it. Yeah, you'll know it when you hear it. Three, two, one. Skype room. Um, nice go work, ahead and guys. vote on your mobile devices right now. What? It's coming in for. It's coming in for Brandon. Wow. I went. I went full nude. I know that was a bold choice, but I knew it was going to either help me swim or definitely make me very sink. against the rules. But but it won it. So that's what this is all about. Nice work. Brandon, are you okay? That looks awfully chafed. Uh, it's just mostly bruising. I think it'll go away. Well, I, I think you should get that checked out, man, and, and at least put some cream on that thing because, you know, that's your special guy. You know, I don't want that thing. You know, you got a lot to do with that. Indeed, I do. We got one more, right? No. We're done? No, do we? Oh, yeah. Fuck. I got to go soon. Yeah, we all got to go soon. Um, all right, what is it? Make it short. Chess. <laughs> it's not short. <laughs> okay, for the chess competition, we will simply be shown a chess piece, and we will have to name what that chess piece is. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you guys ready? Yes. Okay, Five, hit me with it. Four, three. 
It's a checker. Prawn. It's a checker. Look at it. Look at it again. It's a checker from a checkerboard. Uh, that's not chess. It's a prawn. Nope. That's not chess. That's a trick. I got it, though. I got it. You guys didn't say anything. It's a checker. We all know it's called the prawn. Okay. I said it was a check. Oh, all right. Whatever. Wait, judges? Okay, the judges are coming in. Uh, they're saying that we're all wrong. It's actually called a pawn. See, I was... All right, so here we go. We are adding up with the scores now. Those five points added in there into that one. Two points over here. Brandon got that. He picked up a bonus point there for that haircut. And Luke's three here. And there we go. And that is... Folks, can you believe it? We have ourselves a three-way tie here. And if no we look way. at the rule book here, consulting it, guys, we have a three-way win. Oh, it's a win? A three-way victory. All right, folks, cue that music. Wow. Here we go. And Hey, I'm going to sh- shake my hand. Uh-huh. Thank you. Brandon, well give done. me a digital a shake, uh-huh. Brandon. All right. And here come the tiaras. Good, They're bringing sir. out the tiaras now. Oh, wow. Here we go, Brandon. Your guy should be coming in. There's your guy right there, Brandon. He's got your crown for you. Thank you, Mr. Universes. Here come the Rose Girls. Watch out for the Rose Girls there, Luke. Be careful. They're coming through there. Oh, oh. Uh Uh-huh, the Rose Girls. Uh And here comes Mother Time. Mother Time is coming in here in her cart. And she's bringing the key, and the key we are all going to split. They didn't have a chance to make three keys. They were too expensive, so we're all just going to share the key. There we go. Hold that up. Okay, yeah. No, you can hold it. You can hold it. Well done there. Go ahead. Nice work. And Brandon, there's your bird. There's the bird. There's the bird. You want to see it? There she is. Brandon, let it go. This is incredible. How How did you guys orchestrate this? This wasn't us. This was the listeners that they had pledged money. All these are. This was a huge crowdsource uh, Kickstarter that they did for us. I love our fans. Thank you. I mean, not for us. They wanted. They wanted to, you know, find out who was the Mr. One Two review. Wow, you guys are the best. You know, um, I have uh, so many people to thank. um, Mostly Rab. Um, Rab, yes, mm-hmm. and uh, Ryan Scrum. Oh, I want to thank those two too. Know? Ryan Scrum and Rab. Yeah. Um, and to everyone out there that's been sticking with us through the hard times and the good times, we love you guys so much, and we're so ready and so prepared to give you so much more beautiful content. Yeah, this is really pushing me into a place where I am excited to to just be electric for you, for you all, and for you too. And I can feel it in the room. Brandon, do you have anything you want to say to the people? I'm just so glad to be able to share my soul with you three gentlemen and split this title evenly among us. While I may not have the key, my key is you two gentlemen. So thank you. My gosh. And while you might not have the key in your hand, you have the key to people's minds and hearts. And you have my hands. So when the key is in my hands, it's in your hands. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. hands are beautiful. Thank you. Guys, that was great. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Visit our Instagram at 12Review. Check us out on Spotify. Check us out on anywhere you can get podcasts. 
Next week, we are going to be spending the whole episode dissecting, digesting, and exploring the 2019 Con Air reboot with an all-female cast. Very exciting. As well as a quick check-in with the plebeian, David Gregg. Can't wait for that episode. All right, guys. Hey, thanks you. All right, guys. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Good night.